introduce them. I want to, I got this message this morning from Bono. And, and most of us, we're always, whether we're in Ireland or here, whatever it is, Bono has been a very Irish part of our lives. <laughs> Thank you, Bono. This. Very Irish said, part of our lives. Oh, St. Patrick, he drove out the snakes with his prayers, but that's not, it that's not all it takes. For the smoke symbolizes an evil that arises and hides in your heart as it breaks. And the evil from, risen from friends, from the darkness that lives in some men, but in sorrow and fear, that's when saints can appear. To drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. <laughs> Ireland's uh -huh. sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine, and St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. Really good. People laughed at that. If it works, it works. It's ready for clubs, everybody. Well, you like that, Father? <laughs> All right, I'm going to pause. Wow, holy shit. And then river dance happens for like nine minutes. Right, we can't play that for you, but then a bunch of wonderful men and women in green. <laughs> they appear on the steps of Capitol Hill and they just dance and dance. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you can't do that. You can't just give St. Patrick's Day to the Ukrainians. It's not how that works. It's distinctly Irish. Yeah. Might be the most Irish thing that's ever happened. St. Patrick's Day or giving it to Ukraine? <laughs> no, the St. Patrick's Honestly, both. Taking something from the Irish and giving it to... Someone else. Oh. It's a form of stealing. <laughs> Part of the culture. I mean, it's, there's a, you know, she has, there's bad blood between Italians and Irish. Mm. I think that's a passive-aggressive move on her part. True. She's very confusing because she's Italian. She's talking about Irish stuff. She's wearing Ukrainian colors. What is this lady? Where is she from? Uh, Wakanda. That's do, right. Do you see the, uh, what, what was she wearing? I don't want to say the wrong Dashiki? term for the, Dashiki, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. She wore... Actually, I, I love am, all of the things Nancy Pelosi wears. She's a close friend of mine. I'm actually part Wakandan, if we're being real about it. Not on my Irish side, but uh, I'm not kidding. My grandmother... How are you not kidding? Not I, no, I'm part? dead ass. <laughs> I'm dead ass. My grandmother... <laughs> He could say that because he's part of Wakanda. I'm Wakanda. <laughs> I didn't realize, man. I all the stuff I've been saying to you is fucked up. Anders has a past. My <laughs> grandmother is from her mailing address growing up. She lived on a farm, but the mailing address was Wakanda, South Dakota. That's I didn't Are you I'm not kidding. serious? That's so funny. <laughs> the whitest lady alive. Do you do the hand over heart thing a lot? Uh... Yeah, well, no, because no. <laughs> I'm more American, frankly, than Wakandan, and it's part of America. And so if I do that, it's, it's too patriotic. And was, Black Panther's new name is Zelensky. <laughs> oh. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. Everyone laughs for some reason. <laughs> that would, <laughs> I don't think that was the reaction that... Oh, no, was intent. Was for. <laughs> He's not really yeah. like a comedy guy. He's like, usually. what the fuck? They're laughing at me. Yeah. They're laughing at me. That's a, Everybody do their Bono impression. They're having a laugh. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what he... Vladimir like. Putin, you've gone too far. <laughs> Tell him the edge. Does he have... Um, Welcome back to the show. His poem was insane. He can't have thought that they were going to laugh at the Zelensky line. Yeah. It wa See, it wasn't all bad. I, I don't know. It feels like it was in the Irish tradition. Of sort of dark and you know, there's smoke the in your heart, right? <laughs> but the at the end was cringe. There's a psycho in the human family. Let's say it. There's a psycho in the human family. <laughs> I'm gonna. Was, the whole thing was cringe. He's trying to reach out to Irish people who recognize the tradition of a psycho in your family <laughs> that must be purged at all costs. Yeah. I don't know if because. In so Ireland. If, if their weddings are anything like my wedding, two cousins choke each other, stealing the evening. This is Ir Irish? <laughs> it's, a, it's a pastime. Uh, we ever, should, we should just say... Hello, everyone. Hello. That was Nancy Pelosi reading a poem by Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. 
there's a psycho in the human family, and it's this podcast. And there's smoke in your ears. Smoke in your ears. And it's this podcast. And it's this oh. podcast. Welcome to Pod Damn America, episode number 7 million. I've never kept track of how many episodes we've done of this show. I'm sure it's somewhere around there. Hello. What if it was like 13? What <laughs> if like this was just all like a stress-based fever dream? I'm yeah. sure it is. It's still <laughs> is this, 2017, wait, this is 13? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I still work in the Lower East Side. A little bit less fat. <laughs> I've got all this <laughs> cool stuff still. And I, Anders, you were there. You I were there. doing the soup and salad city bit. That's B- right. Before you'd perfected it. <laughs> Reference to the stand-up of Anders Lee. And young Alex. The psycho of the podcast family. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not true. It's year 2022, and we're all old and dying. What's up? Canker sores and things. Yeah, I I am uh, crippled by GERD, but it does not define me. Mm. As I keep saying on my other podcast. You're not Gerd? a canker sore. I eat on Mike a lot on the other podcast. Oh. GERD is gastro something, gastroesophageal reflux disease, I think. Oh, you have it? You don't even know? It's like, it's just like I've had acid reflux the whole time and I didn't know because I have a phenomenon called silent GERD where it doesn't hurt, <laughs> but it turns out your throat's getting fucked up and like... <laughs> My throat's all fucked up from too many coffees and hamburgers and big beers. Uh, <laughs> and then lying down. Sil- the X factor of lying down. Silent GERD. <laughs> Damn, dude. It's important you have someone with GERD on your on your politics show to kind of share their vision and girth. their community. That's true. Um, it's another edition of the show. We have some very important things to talk about. This week... <clears throat> Like up top. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I think I just someone went down the wrong pipe. He's even just talking about all this gird, getting this everybody a, a little bit girdy in here. <laughs> yeah, I know it happened while you were talking to me. It was like um, Dirty bird. This is like a this is a body horror podcast. You get to hear all of the various parts of us when you listen to it, morphing like a Cronenbergian nightmare. But let's talk about Nancy Pelosi and her weird Ireland thing a little bit. Um, St. Patrick's Day happened. It's a very stupid holiday. I hate it from working in bars. A stupid yet important holiday that we all cherish every year. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. um, Green Poop Day, as I used to call it. The Protestants had to be forced out of Ireland. That's all I'll say. Green Poop Day is the next day. day Depends on how fast your metabolism is, but yeah, I guess so. I suppose so, Yeah. Um, but as long as we're talking about Nancy Pelosi, did you guys see that picture of her with uh, JFK? Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, the news is Nancy Pelosi, folks, she's old. She was in office when JFK was the president. <laughs> <laughs> there are pictures of them hanging Wait, out. In uh, office, you mean in his office? She was in his office hanging right, yeah. out. Just yeah. in office. I don't think that could be misconstrued any other way. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and you know what? She could come into my office. Right. You know what I'm saying? We think that she's a beautiful woman. That photo of her, I think, was supposed to be shocking because it's like, wow, she's been around for so long. She probably shouldn't still be in office. Political statement, something to think about. But all I could think about (laughs) was young Nancy Pelosi sliding to my DMs. Right. In the office of your heart. Uh Uh-huh. She, yeah. Uh, she looked cute in the photo. Uh, I do prefer a more mature, mature Pelosi. That you was keep saying that, age and I twenty, and I don't think she fully developed. Into is it her just all self. the surgery? Um, because yeah. she's like half robot now. No, she's like a mummy, dude. Right. What's wrong with you? Well, she has, but she. I, I read an article where she's talking. She had like some actually like extreme pain in her jaw. At one point, she was, like, on an international trip, and she had to get, like, makeshift surgery. This is why you're attracted to her? Right. Maybe. She's and a then woman she, who's known pain. Yeah. And then she... <laughs> That's what I seek. And she caps off the story with, and then I met Bono. It was very delightful. 
How the fuck does what? this woman so involved with Bono? She loves Bono. What the I don't, fuck did I miss? I mean, think about when she like came to power. Like her zenith was 2006. That's when the Democrats won back the House, and Bono was new too, or much more popular and hip back then. And so she associates that with like Vertigo the arts. was out. Oh, no, yeah. Sunday, oh, bloody yeah. Sunday, all that shit. Yeah, they were preloaded onto your iPhone. But remember that when they became the most hated band in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I rem- like I understand the story you just told me. I don't understand how it is an explanation for why you want to give it to a million year old woman. Yeah, wait, we're letting you out of this way too easy. What is it about Nancy Pelosi now that rouses you so? She's she's hot because she, she's <laughs> she got is. olive skin and. Uh, did you like it breasts? during the State of the Union when she did that thing where she was rubbing her hands together like a fly, <laughs> like <Kinda>. Zorak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how because she's, she's a had, sexual Zorak. She's had a lot of surgeries, not all um, aesthetic or or uh, what's the word. But sh- that's probably because of the different, you know, pains and things. That's probably how she has to give hand jobs. It's just like <laughs> kneading it like it's dough or something. Yeah, yeah. She's doing wrap hands. Her wrists are very stiff. You have to keep them moving. That's why she has to clap like that. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Everything she does with her hands is really bizarre. Yeah, it's like and a those praying mantis. I got those this... people are hornier than you would think because yeah. I got. I I got this the picture of the young Nancy Pelosi up. She has a hell of an outfit on. It's like a big, uh, uh, fluffy dress, and then like arm guards, like mega mittens. Do you know what I mean? Like a glove that goes all the way up past your elbow. Yeah, she looks like a debutante. She's like an Elden Ring build. In this. <laughs> yeah, it's fashion in a, souls. It's <laughs> not functional. JFK meets a, the astronomer. Yeah, well, she looks like a like a Dark Souls boss now because of the ravages of time. Right, the distilling magic in her veins. I didn't realize that she's twenty in that picture with JFK. Now I'm incriminated for saying that I wanted to smash. You're not incriminated. I know now it's weird. Is it? It's weird that she's old now, but I. Uh, but it's I was messed up to be like this picture of her when she's younger. She's a timeless being that is problematic to to. I motion that we've moved outside of the realm of conventional morality into a new space where, where Nancy <laughs> Pelosi makes the rules, <laughs> right? That's yeah. how she operates. So, Andrews, you're saying you think that. Her and JFK had a, had a thing just because of how much JFK. I think there's a sh- a decent shot, um, based on what we know about JFK. I think JFK knows about it. it's a decent shot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. The, the thing about he was very quick at like um, ejaculate, advance and recover. <laughs> I'm serious. You know? he, he would last like 30 seconds. Well, that's what I'm saying is he'd be in and out like a SEAL Team Six operation. Right. You know, he'd he'd like get in to uh, you know. But the thing is. I don't know that she's like a big enough mark for him at the time for him to put in the effort because he's nailing like Marilyn Monroe, and he like, was nailing everyone. He there's a story about during the at the height of the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, a stressful like, situation, right? by the way. <laughs> right? Yeah. So arguably, this makes him more likely to, to. But he was constantly having intercourse with women from you know. All sorts of backgrounds worked in the White House. There's a, a Honestly, woman who, this is the coolest thing I've heard about this guy. The they were, time, he's like, the world's over. I'm doing he would have whatever pool parties. I want. He would have nude pool parties in the White House. There's a story <laughs> at the height of the Cuban Missile Crisis. There's he's like, you know, the the Russians have missiles in Cuba. He's being briefed on that. And there's like a young woman who's you know filing some papers off in the corner, and he's like, I want that Raj name and phone number. So he would you know call. Call her up or call women up and being and be like, I, I have a very special assignment for you. And they would come in and they would have sex. And Bring that is, me that fly lady. <laughs> that's the definitely, insect broad. It's definitely something he would do with Nancy Pelosi. The question is, is would that ruffle feathers because her father at the time, I'm pretty sure was mayor of Baltimore. Oh, uh, my God. And in the same party. <laughs> She's I don't the know. forbidden fruit. <laughs> but that would probably make him more likely to want it, right? Oh my I think God. we're overanalyzing like who he chose to 
to smash everyone because yeah. it's just hot he just yeah. wanted to fuck hot he's women, not like right? castro who like fell in love with that spy and then there was a long played out romance about it because this is a rotating cast this is like uh uh this is us or something where it's a new yeah. story every week i think they're like Marilyn Monroe is in there because there is like a when famous people get famous they just have to do that. There's like a weird Kanye impulse to be like I have to hook up with the most sought after hot woman. But then the, also he he was just a dog. He's probably just anyone around. I mean, he dated uh, Marilyn Monroe at the same time as his brother. They were in like a, a fraternal polycule. They That's were poly. really nice in a way. Have yeah, that I don't know. I don't close have a brother, relationship so. with your brother. <laughs> I can't imagine it. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to do that. But yeah. I'm gonna be Eskimo brothers with my real brother. <laughs> no. Good news. We've changed ethnicity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know how these things are coming up, but um. Yeah, Nancy's doing great. I'm glad she has an ironclad grip on American politics that can't be shaken and uh, decides all things that happen in the American uh, uh, political sphere. But there's a lot also going on in the cultural sphere this week, everybody. There's this Harry Potter game coming out. Do you see this? Man, it looks good. Um, I don't care that it's... A- extremely anti-Semitically coded because it's a video game and so... You know, the morality of the game is irrelevant. It's actually maybe uh, funny if it's that messed up. But what's fucked up is that it is materially bad to support J.K. Rowling because she's an unhinged transphobe. And so I feel conflicted about the video game because I want to play it in that it looks fun and I don't want to support any of the horrible things that the person who is ultimately responsible for it. Is Why do you want to be I mean, a wizard so bad? Man, it's, it's, not, it's not like you've been reading the book recently. I mean, don't uh-huh. all video game companies treat their employees like shit? And like, that is another argument you can make is the no ethical consumption, yada, yada, yada. This is just a hyper-cultural, you know, talked about thing. However, yeah, it works on me. I know too many trans people. I honestly can't, you know, <laughs> I don't want to like look someone in the eye and be like, I've been up all night <laughs> leveling up a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't know I got sorted last night. <laughs> yeah. It sucks because she's one of those people who like, I mean, Harry Potter's dumb, but I, I do It's a lot of art is dumb. I just like it because I uh, read it when I was a teenager or something. And so um, I'm trying to figure out if there's like an illegal server or something, like a way to play this. If only magic was real and a wizard could get you some kind of crack of the Hogwarts legacy server. That's what a hacker is, you know. I bet someone is You're going... a wizard, Edward Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to flee the country. There's a couple things I want to get to about this video game. First thing is, it's it's true. There's no denying it. J.K. Rowling is evil as shit. Did you know that her pen name, Robert Galbraith, is the name of one of the pioneers of gay conversion therapy? How does that happen? She says it's a coincidence. How do you walk into, like, I can't imagine she did that on purpose. Like, she wasn't writing this shit in, like, 1970. She should have known about, like, gay stuff. You would think if you were... In 2009. (laughs) Also, like, you're one of the most famous writers in the world, and Google exists. You come up with a pen name. You're going to run it through there. I could come up with a hundred pen names that are not anti-gay activists right now. Mine is just Anne Dursley. That's very Probably clever. Two on the nose, but and and now you finally get to see how hard it is for women to get published. <laughs> True. Anne Dursley yeah. here. I can say I understand. The, <laughs> the I have a a girlfriend also, actually, <laughs> a lesbian. We're in love. <laughs> um. I'm trying to get this pl- the plot of the game up here. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's okay. I, I know trans people read Harry Potter, so... Right, that's the thing is, like, there are plenty of arguments that are made. Like, from that point of view, there are 
trans people with all sorts of different, you know, political interpretations of all this stuff. And like, uh, there's arguments to be made that it's just, yeah, there's no ethical consumption. Or wait, whatever. wait, I got some, I got some heat here. Okay, so I'm on IGN now, International Gamers Network, the That's communist what that gamers. For? I've been reading that. I've been. Where that side seeing articles on it for decades. Yeah, I mean, it's it owned by the Russian government. It's the Gamer <laughs> International. <laughs> Anders will soon be a correspondent on IGN. Um, <laughs> they're invading. Um, I don't know. They're invading GiantBomb.com. Okay, so it's a Trotskyist uh, network. <laughs> Uh, last paragraph of this article here. The game has stirred up discussion over its connection to Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, who has become not able. Notable for her transphobic comments in recent years, Warner Brothers has said the author is not directly involved with the game, but leadership has said she's entitled to express her personal opinion. Reports have since suggested the game will allow for transgender characters to be created. Oh. Okay. So is it <laughs> an act of, of, of radicalism to create a transgender Harry Potter <laughs> and play through the mythical adventures of the game, which I believe I've been led to believe is quelling a slave <laughs> uprising <laughs> of goblins. How do you know? <laughs> it's so funny. It's like they solved the one problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big thing I've been focusing on uh, is uh the amount of slavery in Harry Potter is makes it like it is no longer uh, uh, compatible with the liberal worldview that you want that J.K. Rowling wants this world to be the resistance lib uh, magic show. But also, I think if you're taking wizarding seriously and you have people with untouchable magic powers, first thing they do is making slaves. That's just what people are going to do because they're nasty yeah. little guys. I Yeah. I certainly would not be trying to get good grades at Wizard Academy with No. Why the fuck would you? Why would yeah. you go to a school? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking bozo would you have to be? Couldn't you just get a spell that where you could that get, makes it so you learn everything? There, you you can just spell it for whatever, but you got to uh, you have to say Leviosa and not Leviosa. And you have to do the swish correctly. But that just seems you need to, like, know a guy. Swish? You mean you have to make, like, a three-pointer without hitting the rim? You could probably make yourself a pretty good basketball player with Harry Potter magic. I would be in the NBA. You could do anything. Morality is based around a humanist perspective. And the arrival of the wizarding kind changes everything we know and love. I mean... The story makes no sense. The Holocaust happens in the timeline <laughs> of Harry Potter, and they don't help at all. Uh, they just kind of go like, "We have an isolationist uh, philosophy here. We also kind of have our own Hitler we're dealing with. So, good luck out there." Well, that's a, it, you- it's like that um, Marvel movie that came out recently, where like. Kingo was responsible for the Holocaust or whatever. Don't yell at me if I didn't get that right. I didn't see the movie. But the point is that everybody writes into their story that the Holocaust happened with their stupid characters. (laughs) (laughs) And and what good is it? I don't know. What's weird about the Harry Potter one is that the Voldemort thing is that he is kind of a stand-in for like a Hitler. Muggle Hitler. Well, but the thing that that's that they say is so evil about him is that he embraces like a complete, like almost eugenicist, uh, anti-Muggle thing, and he's gonna like just sort of throw Muggles into an incinerator, and that's supposed to be understood to be like really bad because sometimes magic people come from Muggles and stuff, and so you wouldn't have a Hermione, but also they're humans themselves, but that doesn't make any sense given that they. Well, he, everyone was fine with letting the Holocaust happen because it was happening by a... I guess Hitler was a muggle, technically. Yeah. <laughs> They're using the M word. Yeah. So, like... That alone. They're totally fine with it if it's just muggles killing themselves. They d- will not intervene to stop that from happening. But if a wizard kills them, that's somehow... I what's the what is going is there, on here? Do you, can you date in the game? Because <laughs> I want to date at Hogwarts. I mean, there's definitely a Harry Potter dating simulator out I there on the internet somewhere. Ethnic stereotypes and date them. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I assume a big portion of what's going to happen. You want to date um, like a? I'm trying to figure out. There was a meme going around that was like, 
based on your ethnicity, what's J.K. Rowling naming you? I was trying to figure out what the Mexican one is. It's just like, Jose Magicino or something. (laughs) I don't think I'm allowed to help. Yeah. (laughs) I think I just have to wait for you to find it. Well, you could do (laughs) Irish. I guess there already are a bunch of Irish people in Harry Potter. Yeah, there's a... There's a... Sean Finnerty... <laughs> Sean Finnerty. Oh, oh wait, that's a show. Wait, that's a guy know. we know who in real life who's Irish. Who I just my brain was like, that's a Harry Potter character. <laughs> oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we're learning a lot about ourselves through the game. I what I want to know is, can you play as a goblin? I don't think you can. I think you have to put them back in their place at the bottom (laughs) of wizard society. Yeah, but you can, even in like Call of Duty, you can play as a Nazi, right? Can you be the the bad guy? No. Well, the thing is, Call of Duty is a shooter, and this is a role-playing game. Oh, it's one of those. And we're role-playing as the master race of wizards. (laughs) (laughs) Get on board. What about house elves? Do they play into this? Because that's another thing that's really bizarre in the Harry Potter story is that there's these fucking, like, slaves, like house elves. Yeah. And you give them clothes, and then they're free. Yeah, and there's, like, a plot line where Hermione is, like, um, she takes an interest in this, and she becomes an SJW, and is like, I'm, like, interested in freeing these house elves right and everybody's like shut up hermione yeah they all give her all this shit over it and then she gives up <laughs> it's never talked about again so she you know flirts with this idea of being like an abolitionist like john brown type but then instead of doing anything well, she comes like, to the conclusion like i guess i gotta like, kill ron <laughs> yeah. i don't want to kill ron <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure it's a great game. Uh, There's I also guess don't buy it. With the, hold on, one more thing about the house elves. <laughs> the house elf Dobby, who's the one that like they interact with, hates that they free him, which is really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they trying to say? You know, it, like, oh, they're ha- they were happier when they were cleaning our houses <laughs> as elves. I guess if your entire life is molding you into that mentality, it would be really hard to let go because we're all just products of our like social situations, right? So if you lived in the in a drawer yeah. <laughs> with a smock it's all weird. your life, that would be all you know. It's weird because there is a long like British and early American literary tradition of like stories about house elves, including one that I had to read in seventh grade from like the eighteenth century incredibly boring but it was called it was american and it was called i went to a waldorf school where they (laughs) the teacher was insane but i'm not kidding the the short story was called hobberty dick was (laughs) the name of the elf very serious it's (laughs) literature very weird i hope they make a video game out of that honestly what happened in it it's just about a house elf that is friends with a kid that's it it's just Kid befriends his... He's beholden to his whims. There's the book. (laughs) Books used to fucking suck. Do you ever read Johnny Tremaine? Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Nothing would happen in like 400 pages. It's It's just like, I hurt my hand. Ow. Silver. He does silver stuff. Yeah. Doesn't he smelt his hand, if I'm remembering correctly? Yeah. Not enough battle scenes. For sure. It's just a fucking... This boy might... Johnny Tremaine might as well have been a house elf, is what I'm saying. I always say that. We could have used a house elf in the... That story. would have greatly livened up the novel for me as a child. I was not interested in John Adams or whatever the fuck was going on in there. Yeah. Dobby Tremaine. <laughs> reimagining by Robert okay. Galbraith. All right. Unassociated. <laughs> the original Robert Galbraith. <laughs> Man, she definitely named herself after that guy. And I think That's gotta be it. I think what happened is that they'd like... She got into legal trouble and was like, "You, if you, if you did this on purpose, you could get sued or something." So her lawyers had to have made her be like, "Just say it was a coincidence." Say you came up with the name Robert Galbraith. I mean, what was this Robert Galbraith writing? What was she coming out with as? as oh, a, as the pen name. I think yeah. the point was that she could make a bestseller without her own fame, because oh. as a new name. And then she oh, did that. Yeah. She's great at crank, cranking out, like, 
child brain level stories yeah. well, <laughs> that what, we all know and love. What she didn't take into account, though, is that the Robert Galbraith bestsellers rocketed to success on the popularity of gay conversion therapist Robert Galbraith. <laughs> yeah, people are reading it like, where, where did they talk about the, the fucking... You read this guy's books? He's fucking crazy, yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mad scientist. Let's get rid of the house elves. He does magic. Yeah, it's magic. <laughs> That's what she thinks magic is. <laughs> Imagine if that was a touring act, like a magician who... Turns gay people straight. Yeah. Like, look, <laughs> that's, that's, that kind of is. Yeah, that was the original pitch, I think. In certain parts of this country, I yeah. think we've just stopped doing that recently. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, don't try it. Is that it's moving why, backwards. Because you know Marcus Bachman, right? Yeah. Husband of Michelle Bachman. Right. Who is Friend a, of the show. Incredibly anti-gay bigot uh, in Minnesota, who I remember her, the beginning of her political career. But, um... Her husband is clearly uh, appears to be homosexual, you know, if we're going by uh, Republican stereotypes. Yes, stereotypes as well as his behavior. Just as just in human experience, he comes off as gay. Um, and he runs a gay conversion therapy thing, or he did. I don't know if mm-hmm. he still does. But, do, and, but he's a very performative guy. Like, there's a he's great dancer. And there's an interview he gave where he was talking about picking out his daughter's prom dress. He was, like, super excited about it. So I could easily see them putting on shows at his therapy place. And, like, you have people come in, and uh, it's, like, just naked men on the stage, and you're watching their boners to see what, you know, stimulates them. And if yeah. they're able to look at, uh, I don't know, who's a hot guy? Um, Eric Bana. Without getting hard, then they. I don't know. I just picked one out of my <laughs> memory bank. Uh, what and then, is the idea? what are we even talking about? Right like now? a righteous <laughs> gemstones type right. situation. A I, show. I follow you. A live show. They love to make live shows out of things. Yeah. The uh, evangelical psychos. Yeah, and then they show Nancy Pelosi, and they do get boners. It's like, wow, it wow. works. Right, Nancy Pelosi, every man's dream. You know, like a hot man like Eric Bana and a hot woman like Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Two young people. <laughs> this episode has been big for me, like really getting into Anders' sexuality, I think. That's <laughs> been mostly what we've been talking it's about. It's a tough nut to crack, I tell you. I don't think it's, it doesn't sound that tough. It's an old really? nut to I didn't crack. Ask That's, anyway. what, <laughs> That's what people have said to me. Uh, my girlfriend said that, like, she was initially attracted to me because I have no outward discernible sexuality whatsoever. <laughs> is that? I don't think that's true. No, she said that. She's like, I don't think like, that's is true. Is there something down there that wow. exists? Is You're it, mysterious. Yeah. But I, 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 I like Marcus Bachman is perhaps, <laughs> perhaps actually straight and he just seems gay. I seem asexual, but I actually have something. A going thriving on sex drive. Yes. Well, I mean, I didn't, Ask for any of the okay. details of your inner minds. I don't find you to be that mysterious. I find this stuff to be rather upfront. But I understand. But I guess I. But you know, you're just like a crypt robber. <laughs> That's like an archetype. That's a class. I probably have a different experience though talking to you about Nancy Pelosi than your girlfriend. So maybe mysterious uh, from her point of view. Yeah, let's just say. They look alike. Oh, no. I don't. Okay. <laughs> we got another exciting segment coming up. That's the Hogwarts game, but uh, there's a lot of events going on around the world. It's not just impending world war. We've also got the great horse race as France heads to the polls. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, up for election is uh, the guy who's been... Talking to Putin the most out of everyone in the world. Emmanuel Macron, Mr. Too Damn on the phone all the time. Anders, how's, how's the election in France looking? It's um, it's coming up. It's it's hasn't gotten that much play. Maybe we'll do some more coverage on it. Um, but it's, When is it? The first round is April 10th. They so have rounds? Up. Yeah, they have two rounds. So um, Macron is almost definitely going to win in the first round. So they have all these candidates in the first round, and then the top two go to the second. Um, So last time, it was between Macron and uh, Le Pen, who's like a proto... 
fascist, or I don't even know if I that's remember a proto. this. I remember she's a, like a post. I don't know what she is, but she's a fascist, a far right candidate. Yeah, but now they have this guy Zamor, who's also Zabur. a fascist. Yeah, and so they're splitting the far right vote, which is cool, but it's still not clear who's. I think the big question mark is who's going to go head to head with a Manny. Manny, I think they call him. Um, but he actually has a very some very interesting developments. You mentioned he is Putin's uh, the guy he'll talk to because I think he has is seen as and has very much aspired to be this way. He's a very shrewd political actor, Emmanuel Macron. Um, he's sort of like the uh, head of state of the heads of state in a way. Like in Europe, he's the most respected figure and is seen as like the adult in the room. And right, so, which is why he gets to go talk to Vladimir Putin. Right, his even though he wears calls. hoodies. People, some people, I, so I saw cool. an, I saw a headline today that apparently they're like, cool is guy. Emmanuel Macron trying to look like Zelensky? I guess because... They're just all hype beasts. Yeah, it's... it's We're in a hype beast leader generation. Right. Yeah, we couldn't pick either of them out of a lineup. They all look like Jin Kazama from Tekken 3. Well, That's where we are politically. <laughs> anyway, I am no fan of Emmanuel Macron. I was in Paris in 2018, and I had to get over a fence, and these guys helped me, and I won them over by saying, fuck Macron. And they're all like, yeah, fuck Macron. Um, I declined this fence. Anyway, so he is, though, surprisingly, actually adopting some uh, very uh, surprising policies given his track record, because he ran in 2017 as a neoliberal. He has governed that way. Uh, he's like a finance minister, or he was previously. My conception of him is he he's French Obama. He's doing yeah, French Obama. Yeah, and Obama actually endorsed, Obama endorsed him, actually, in 2017. I he think they have like a, like a factory somewhere where they make like Obamas for every country, and this is Francis Obama. Right, and most Let of them are... Let me be clear. <laughs> So occasionally they like put like pudding and in, gets into the goop and then it gets like kind of messed up and then you get a, a Buttigieg. Yeah. You know like what I mean? Fly. Like it's like it's almost right, but it's uncanny to look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trudeau definitely also endorsed by Obama despite his There's black definitely some pudding in his goop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was the one who was bringing pudding around. It was his original blackface formula. Yeah, he's like a clone that didn't understand that he wasn't Obama. So he was like, okay, well. <laughs> I can handle this part myself. <laughs> so Macron is proposing full public ownership of the electric sector in France, which is a surprise, I think. Um, Big news for the electric sector. Heavy investment in Energy, solar, wind, also nuclear. Yeah, which I, I, I've said this many times. I am too stupid to have a stance on nuclear. I, I tend to think it's probably bad. At this juncture, I will take anything that is not liquid natural gas, which yeah. seems like the only direction the energy economy is moving in for the next five years. And, you know, I hate to be the one who keeps bringing it up, but it is going to look really stupid in ten years. That we did this. <laughs> right. It looks Which stupid is window now. closing yeah. so fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the all the energy basically has been cut off from Russia, which exports a ton of oil and gas to Western Europe. And so they have to, he really has no other choice but to do this. But it's, he's ahead of the curve, right? Because the uh, Labor Party in the UK, which has been reclaimed by the, the right wing uh, the Blairite assholes, they're not going to do this. They, they, it has not clicked that they need to do something like this because they're still stuck in the 90s. And uh, Biden um, is just doesn't have the will. He'll say he wants to do it, but he doesn't have the willpower to do it. I don't know that Macron will do this. It's, it seems like the only move he can really do. But um, it is exciting a little bit because perennial candidate uh, and... Francis Bernie Sanders, uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Uh, you see how I said that with the accent? He uh, That's really good, man. Very good. Well done. It was like he was in the room. <laughs> he is very close in the polls. I think he's neck and neck with Le Pen. So it's pre- They just run the same people every time. It's interesting. But he might um, 
It's kind of what they do here. Can't imagine yeah. the world <laughs> which. Well, yeah, but it's literally the same nominee for each party like every five years uh, in France. Like Mélenchon first ran in 2012 for Left Front, Front of the Gauche, and now he has this thing that it sounds funny when you're American and you hear it. Uh, France Insoumise, which sounds like insomniac or something, and insomnia, but it means France unbowed. Huh. Um, that's a great name. I guess so. It yeah, it's just wow. it makes it sound like he's, you know, like a I don't know, a goth uh goth folk punk artist. Yeah, it sounds artistic. France unchained. Yeah. Pretty cool. But like the insomnia, it makes right. me think insomniac. It does. Is I that, mean, I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but it sounds like an anti-Asian thing. Like France will never bow. We handshake in France. You That's all we Asia? do. Yeah, because they bow in Asia. Wait, oh, you said unbound. Unbowed. Oh, unbowed. Yeah, yeah. it's far stranger than unbound. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's weird. I mean, that's the thing about translation, and that's the trouble. Uh, How do you say we will never bow? <laughs> yeah, like the wildlings. Yeah, that's see, that's translation is tough. Uh, there's a great. It's a big part of the election. By, it really is because there's a great essay by Borges about translation, about how translators are really authors because they, they so much depends on the translator you have. And I tend to think, and he's certainly not um, immune from criticism or stupid things that he said. But Jean Luc Mélenchon has gotten some probably. I don't totally know, but some probably not great translations of things that he said such as that the British media is filled with Israelites. Yes. Um, wow. I've heard some uh, some uh, whispers of things he said before. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. He's His, read too much Harry Potter. It, yeah. <laughs> he's a Harry Potter Leninist. <laughs> yeah, he's a socialist. He's like wants to, and this is really why I'm hoping he um, ekes it out, is because it's going to be super entertaining if he's in going head to head with Macron, because people will be flipping shit. He wants to leave NATO, even right now. That would be very good. Yeah, I would be very into that. It would be. There and is zero chance he will win. Now that you've said that, well, but very cool. Stranger things have. I don't know. I think stranger things have happened. The last time something like this did happen in France, it wasn't so good though. Um, yeah, Mitterrand <laughs> in the eighties, who was a huge disappointment, uh, but he was uh, an imperialist. And Melanchon is actually, um, I don't know, he's pretty anti-imperialist. He's, he's sort of, you know, patriotic in a way that rubs people the wrong way. Uh, and he, he is like the opposite of Corbyn and Sanders in, in terms of personality. He has no, I mean, Bernie may be a little closer, but uh, Corbyn, I think, you know, we would all agree the anti-Semitism smear against him was absolute horseshit. Right. And uh, Melanchon has criticized him for that. He said, you can't lay you down and let this... You have to be more anti-Semitic. Well, you got to play this video game. Put some yeah. stank <laughs> on it. Speaking of video games, there was a controversy in 2017 because um, Melanchon was very mad at the addition back then of Assassin's Creed because <laughs> it made, it made uh, Robespierre look bad or something like that. Right. I forget exactly. But he... So, How did he know about that? <laughs> He just has a Google alert set for Robespierre. Yeah. They're talking <laughs> shit about Robespierre again. I didn't know about that. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> we have Not... to kill Marat? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's he's just reckless with... I mean, he just doesn't give a fuck. And occasionally that leads him to rambling and right. saying stupid things. But there's nothing in his, his record or in his um, agenda that would suggest, like anti-racism or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do think a big thing for our generation is going to be deciding how pivotal, like, previous ignorant statements on the record yeah. are for people our age. Because everything you've ever said has been recorded, and it will get to a point where it's like, have you ever played Call of Duty? Yeah. You cannot run for office. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very much a generational thing. Like, eventually, that's going to be... Uh, like flattened out and everyone is going to be guilty of it. Therefore no one's guilty of it, but like it still works on people who, you know, I don't know, just older people that like 
let the cable news thing shape yeah. this sort of stuff because it's like well it's unimportant whether someone said a thing a long time ago but like unimportant things can be used to just shape narratives that right i mean that's what politics was uh 10 20 years ago was literally just sound bites and just uh pontificating about sound bites and what did this person mean by that and well we definitely meant this thing so let's talk right. about it in that but like you know we, if we wanted to do sound bites, there's a million like Hillary Clinton saying the super predator thing yeah. stuff, like things like that floating around. Joe Biden last week, that clip went out of him in 1997 saying if Ukraine wanted to join NATO, it would be World War Three. Yeah. Uh, that happened. Right. And we all saw it and moved on. <laughs> That's completely incidental to like the narratives that are being pushed. Like mm -hmm. you can, you could spin stuff however you want it. And it's not really going to matter. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just beside the point. Like, you know, he's got some sound bites. No one's going to get it. He's not going to get taken down necessarily, like, because of that. He's going to get taken down because there's some huge force that does not want him right. in office. And that's just going to be part of it. You know? Right. And the, But I think the difference is he's not going to cater to that. Unlike Corbin, who, like, went out of his way to apologize and thereby sort of, like, legitimized the smears that were... Yeah, maybe baseless. we haven't had a French enough approach <laughs> to the issue of just, like, waving a baguette and going M&M mode, middle finger style. Yeah. yeah fingers in the... Because that is a very popular bulwark of the electorate, right? Is, like... Uh, 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 you know, Facebook dads, you know, people put one in the air one last time, okay? Melon, Sean, just based on the one thing you said about NATO, about wanting to leave NATO, uh, people who uh, stick to that one particular policy angle historically have not had a good time, even if they win the election. Um, supposedly, Gladio is over. Like, if you go to the Wikipedia, the <laughs> there's an end date. But uh, I think the machinery is still there to take care of uppity, you know, politicians who get into the wrong uh, ideas. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he could, I think, I could see a scenario where he wins, but he'll be hamstrung, you know. I just don't think he's going to win, but... I don't know France. Yeah. I'm daring France to prove me wrong. You hear that, frogs? Yeah. <laughs> frogs. That's uh, what they're called. That I can is, say that. Yeah, that's what they're called. We can get away with that. I. Uh, they should be politer to Americans, I think, frankly, because we saved them from the... We didn't... Because we the saved war, them but we from World War II. Yeah. yeah. And World War One, which wasn't... We even. never bring it up. But it's a really good point. Yeah, they saved our ass in World War Three, <laughs> according to the Simpsons, in the future. Maybe that will happen. Maybe it'll come back around and Mel and Sean will save us all from nuclear war. I am I would put so much money against that happening. <laughs> <laughs> if we all blow up, I'm pretty sure Western Europe is going to be almost like solely to blame. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's so close he's, he's People are there so is a very crazy. strong <laughs> There's a decent chance he will make it into the second round, whether or not he, he's probably not going to beat Macron. But Macron's unpopular. You know, people, he won last time because right. he was against Le Pen. Fucking, her the dad Yellow was Vest a Holocaust stuff fan. happened recently. Yeah. Like, there were uh, Street Fighter-style brawls throughout Paris, all because of the his smug tracksuit-wearing ass. Yeah, and there's another weird thing with Corsica, apparently, which I forgot was a place. I used to read Asterisk. You remember Asterisk comics? Um, no, it's I've like never this. Heard of it's that. sort of like Tintin esque. It's about uh, Normans, uh, French Vikings, basically. And uh, a lot of the cartoons are actually very racist. I bought one for my <laughs> my uh, girlfriend's niece, and then I looked through it, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta like mark out that." Uh, oh, Corsica's where Napoleon's from. Oh, okay, that explains a lot. But they're having an independence movement right now, and that's and they were back show. then too. Yep, perpetual. So anyway, if you're in France, vote for France Unbowed. Unbowed. Also, shout out to Corsica. You guys rock. Yeah, we'll we'll come to a show there. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, if enough, if we get 500 fans in Corsica together, I think we've been looking at the SoundCloud numbers, and a lot of you guys are out there. Uh, just get a petition going. We will come. 
We'll do. Andrews is going to do Soup Town Salad Town, his famous crowd work chunk, uh, to open up the show, and we're gonna we're gonna break down all of the local Corsican issues. Yeah, Soup Town, probably guessing. I would Super get. I would put all of my money on it being a Soup Town. I'm looking at a little picture of it from an aerial view. It's like an island, though, right? Yeah, which is you can't have a salad on an island. No, don't they have like fresh vegetables and stuff that they're growing? Oh, they have more like, like I think like pits of lava, which is pretty much like a soup for the earth. Oh, okay. yeah. Guns so there. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. Live show, Corsica, question mark. Coming to your town. Coming to your town. At the invitation of President uh, Mélenchon, we will be invited. We should do some live shows, though. If you're in an actual place where people listen to us, yeah. right? get it together. Uh, it doesn't have to be Corsica. It could be... Um, other islands, Hawaii, yeah, be Puerto Rico. We want to go somewhere warm. That's going to be a big part of it. If you listen to us and you live somewhere near a beach, <laughs> we want to go hang out at the beach. If you want us to come to Alaska, fucking move somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not coming over there. Yeah, it's never happening. I've had a few people, like, over the years continually ping me and be like, you gotta come do the comedy night at the bar in my town in Death Hook, Alaska, (laughs) or some horrible place, and I just, I'm like... The whole town loves you. There's six of us. (laughs) Like, I have no idea how to do that. (laughs) Just take your helicopter you own, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, someday. It is kind of cool they get around in helicopters up there. That's pretty rad. It does seem like a very quick way to die. Um, But you know who's really living these days? Oh, is yeah. This guy who was rapping this week. Let's pull that up. Let's, JB, pull it, look, look that up for us. JB, look that up. What's this guy's name? Um, I've got, it's, his name's Alex Stein. Hmm. Son of Ben Stein. We're going to do the thing where we play it, or what's the Yeah, uh, last time you played it, and I could hear it in the uh, in in the mixer, so why don't you try that again? Oh, like, on purpose? Yeah. Okay. I'm the proof when I'm in Can a you hear it, Andrew? Spitting on the mic. Santa Vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is a bad racist. Put them in the ground, white or brown. And I'm in plain old town. And you know you just got found. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Eat less than stacking shrimp. No, you can't stop me, son. I'm number 99. All right, that's good. That's probably enough. <laughs> that was 29 seconds out of 2 minutes and 20 seconds. So there's a lot more. Wait, explain what this is. I still don't understand what this is. <laughs> okay, so there's this guy who I guess his thing is he keeps going and doing these raps at a city council meeting in Plano, Texas, right? And what's interesting is in that video, he is um, he's wearing like Ukraine colors and he uh, is rapping blue about... And yellow, blue and yellow. Yeah, it's enough. You should send this to him. Maybe he has an idea. <laughs> and he's rapping about how um, someone should asterisks in his, his quote. Say uh, he's saying someone should put a bullet in Putin's head. He's trying to get the town of Plano, Texas, to <laughs> kill Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah, and he's also done this in sort of like done these raps about how much he loves using hand sanitizer and wearing masks and stuff like that. So, like, you might hear this and think, oh, based lib rapping, you know, at the city council meeting in Plano, Texas, sticking it up, sticking it to the, you know, the whatever, but... Sticking it to the city council of Plano, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) What's weird about this? I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really either. He just went viral, and it was very funny to watch because he he wiggles around and dances while he does this, and he's very bad at rapping, in my opinion. And he, um, he is a goofball. But so I I guess what I'm getting at is I, I looked him up. I found his Instagram. And I was thinking, oh, crazy lib guy makes a bunch of dumb lib videos. Here's his Instagram. 
It's primetime Stein, Alex Stein, and there's a handle in his bio that says at Conspiracy Castle. You click on it. Mm. Prince Alex Stein. It says follow me at Primetime Stein because this account is shadow banned. And oh. then it links to conspiracycastle.live. So it appears that his So many rappers are being shadow banned. Can I say that? <laughs> his main thing is completely unhinged like right wing conspiracy theory stuff. So I don't think he's a lib. I don't know if he's anything, but Conspiracy Castle his page is like full of like Sam Tripoli clips and stuff who if you're not familiar with him he's a comedian who went legitimately insane still works in comedy to tell you something about like how comedy works right that's not disqualifying it's actually just like a different market he's literally like the joker insane like I don't know how he like functions as a human because he's just whacked out on conspiracy theories and stuff and is always yelling about like the Bilderberg group and shit and like you know wearing a tinfoil hat and whatnot but like uh this guy Alex Stein's conspiracy castle page it's just got like um I don't know these were like photoshop jobs of like AOC showing her feet and stuff and like you know Joe Biden doing communism and like uh <laughs> but what what is the rap for is what it, does the rap do is it satire was he like mocking is it like the yes men is he making a statement is he making a rapping statement i don't know <laughs> i'm just more confused i'm now. trying to figure out the role of the comedian in as a modern <laughs> philosopher is he just one of these people who completely changes their political views like every six months Something, he might be, and it, then gets elected to Plano City Council. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's a post from March tenth, twenty twenty one. It says society is backwards today, and there's a man holding a sign that says "Stop canceling cartoons and ignoring what's actually wrong with society." Okay. Um, what cartoon do you think it was? <laughs> from March twenty twenty one. Do you think it was Tuca and Birdie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he's mad about that. Getting There's a lot to get popular. radicalized about in the last few years. Here's one. Here's a picture from February February 13th, 2021. It's a picture of a custom cake he had made that says COVID is a hoax. <laughs> oh, wow. In St. Patrick's Day colors. Yeah, it's green. I think it's supposed to be the color of like... Viruses? Yeah. Um, when you kill people, but they blame it on COVID. It's like a sad Michael Myers. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy. <laughs> if you guys worked at a cakery, bakery, uh, what would your line be for writing th- things on the cake? What would you not, what would you refuse to put on a cake? Um, I wouldn't do birthdays. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got a Jehovah's Witness over here? Uh... I don't know. I want my cakes to celebrate Christ and the resurrection. My friends in high school used to do like a gag where they'd be like, congrats on the abortion on a DQ cake and have them write that out. People don't care, though. That's pretty cool. We're not really doing a prank on They're like, they don't even pay attention to what the text is, I don't think. People pay attention to the, oh, you mean mean on the cakers at the cakery. (laughs) Frosting squeezers. Oh, yeah, well, like yeah, going maybe, there as a do. joke and making Well, you know how, like, crazy. people are, like, a, afraid to buy condoms because they're, like, embarrassed the cashier will see them buying condoms, but then if you're the cashier, you really don't give a shit what anyone has bought in your store at any point in time. I think it's, like, the same thing for cake. Like, your transactions with the cake, the cake product reduce your emotional investment in the writing on the cake. True. Where's the consumer of the cake? The writing is half of the pleasure. And so it's a bigger deal for you. Yeah, True. I mean, the ca- like getting um, same-sex marriages announced on cakes and uh-huh. stuff like that, or celebrated rather, has always been this weird culture war. Cakes thing. are in the news. They're always in the news. Cakes are always in the news. But uh, it's always funny because, like that. I mean, every once in a while, you may find some conservative person who owns a bakery who's like refusing to do congratulations on your gay marriage cake right. or whatever. Now just think but, if they owned a cakery. <laughs> like 
I think in re- it's funny because it's like you, you will go find these stories because these stories are advantageous to get people riled up about a theoretical situation. But in real life, I think, you know, most people don't give a shit about what they're doing at their job. So you're going to have more of a situation where like someone goes in and they're like, I'm going to stick it to this cake shop by making them say congratulations Tom and James on a cake, and then you, you're like, suck it, and then you get the cake back, and it's like, congratulations, Tim and John. Because <laughs> 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 they don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Activism takes many forms, whether it's rapping at Texas City Council <laughs> or ordering a cake. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what this guy's trying to say with his art, um, but congratulations to him, and also... Uh, congratulations, or I'm worried about you to the one comedian that is showing up as following him directly under his name. Uh, <laughs> not going to say who it is. It's nobody. You won't know who they are, but I'm very worried about their mental health. Wonderful. <laughs> it's another great week in America. All right. Well, that's that's been around a, a week of news. Is there anything else we wanted to get to? Any big stuff? Uh, is anybody pregnant? <laughs> I'm sure millions of people are. Millions of you are, and is we want to say, keep it up. Yeah, you know what? You know one what? billion Americans. <laughs> Too low. We can do it. Not enough. No, that's what. You're gonna was get doing. Anders out there. He looks asexual, but that's far from the truth. Yeah, solve not too the far. Mystery but. of Anders. He's full of fluid. <laughs> Snot and sweat, yeah. Hey, man, whatever Blood. you're into, dude. Fucking, whatever you're into, I mean that brother. because of this weather, which I've complained about at length already to oh, everyone so I talk to, but sweaty and nose running. This is just, my favorite weather all year, man. It's like really? 60 degrees where you can wear jeans outside. Yeah. It's nice. But you, you don't get a runny nose from the wind? No. Are you a you're dog? Lucky. Are you a dog? People have accused me of that before. People have accused you of being a dog? Dog-like, yeah. I see it. Yeah. You're not supposed <laughs> to have a wet nose all the time. You're not supposed to have a wet nose. All right. Well, what if we did plugs? <laughs> <laughs> what if indeed? <laughs> Anders, what do you got going on? At uh, Anders Lee here on Twitter, Dursley1 Instagram. Subscribe to the Patreon and um, check out our Twitch stream. Yeah. I did a Twitch stream the other night, pretending to be in Gotham. Probably do some more of that crazy stuff. What did you do in Gotham? It's just we're staying at my girlfriend's uncle's house. We just walked around, look at the architecture. People are not out during the day there. It's a night city. Okay. Are you going to read the newspaper? I might do that. Which newspaper are we talking? You get to find like a billing, the, the Billings Gazette or something like that. Some. You can do city. regional newspapers. Those are the best ones. Maybe I'll do that. All right. That could be good. Check yeah, out check Twitch. out the Twitch. And Jake put some heat on the Patreon this week. Jake, what do you got? Oh, listen to my fucking, uh, my bread tube essay I did on Disco Elysium. If you're a Disco Elysium fan, it's on our Patreon. Uh, I put a lot of work into it, so listen to that shit. Um, I put it on the Patreon because I thought it would be annoying to do as a main episode if you've never played the video game. Right. I don't know how this works on a podcast format, but um it's for real heads. Check it out. And come to my live show, Meet Space. The next one is the nineteenth of April. It's gonna be guest hosted because I'll be on tour with Eve Six at that point, but you should come check it out anyway because it's comics that I booked and I think are funny. You should come see me and Eve Six if you live in one of the towns we're going to. All the dates are online, and I think I've got some other weird spots probably in Austin and New York, uh, respectively, in the coming weeks. Uh, my other show is called Why You Mad. You should listen to that. Follow me on everything at Feral Jokes. Yell at me on Twitter. Um, and if you know how to illegally jailbreak this fucked up transphobic anti-semitic video game uh let me know because i want to play it and i don't want to give uh, money to jk rowling but um i and also i don't care that it's evil and that, that it's about killing goblins who are 
very obviously coded because uh, art is, you know, it's stupid. All you do is kill things in video games. <laughs> Somebody tweeted at me and they were like, you don't want to play it anyway because it's about, you know, this horrible thing. And I was like, I, you all, video games are I've dumb as shit. I've killed so many Grand wonderful animals in Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> right. I find the most majestic turtle and just slit its head open the second I find it. I mean, art can be meaningful, you know, li- like listen to my Disco Elysium thing. I think that game is deliberately very meaningful, but it doesn't have to be is the point like a mo and by and large most of it kind of isn't so i will play an evil video sometimes game. you're just a wizard being racist and yep. that's the game and that sounds like a, fucking it's a awesome lot game. of fun <laughs> so if you can azkaban break it <laughs> azkaban <laughs> I break it like it good lord <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do I got going on? Theater of Delight season four, almost finished. All the real TOD heads, stay tuned. Um, Todds. All the Todds out there. Uh, paid protest. Next one is April 15th. Thank you for coming out yesterday. I seen Anders at the, at the big show getting, getting big claps. Big claps when when he tells his truth, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. I and I'll tell truth. I just did stand up. He did clear. Well, but he did it in a way that was very truthful. And no. you can follow me on Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen, your number one stop for exciting new flavors. It's a taste of a taste of heaven. And that's it for me, and all of us here at Pod Damn America. Sexy it's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> it's finished. Government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three strike.